Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. The Phillies had an awesome weekend. They completed a four-game sweep of the New York Mets. They eliminated the Mets from playoff contention. The magic number is down to one, but I'll also tell you why the work isn't done yet in the regular season for the Phillies. And we're going to take another look at the curious case of Christopher Sanchez and how the Phillies should use him in their postseason rotation or the bullpen. Questions, questions, questions on today's episode of Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies. Your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Thank you so much for checking us out today. You can hear some of my other work on 97.5 The Fanatic on the radio, NBC Sports Philadelphia on the television side, uh, all that good stuff if you want to see more content from me. But, of course, I'm your host of Locked On Phillies here. And uh, please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. I really appreciate it. Subscribing to the YouTube gets you notifications when new episodes are posted and keeps you up to date on everything. Cost you nothing. Takes like two seconds. Just go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you're watching on the YouTube uh, and go ahead and take care of that. And really helps me out, really helps us out here at Locked On Philly. So I appreciate anyone who's done that already and anyone who's going to. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper, by the way. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Now, we're going to get into a little bit of the conversation about what went on uh, this weekend with the Phillies and the New York Mets series. I mean, a four-game set that started back on Thursday, and the Phillies won all four of them. And they won yesterday, so I've got the victory shirt on. If you're watching on YouTube, the Eagles also play on Monday night. So I've got the Jalen Hurts jersey on. And for the first time in a while, I've got my buddy, Mr. Broom, with me because the Philadelphia Phillies swept out the Mets in four games. I had some people requesting that Mr. Broom made an appearance. And anytime you could sweep the Mets and eliminate them from postseason contention. Now, they've been eliminated from postseason contention a long time ago in their minds, but mathematically eliminate them. It's an awesome thing. Absolutely great weekend for the Philadelphia Phillies. And Mr. Groom's going to hang out. I'm going to set him here. Inevitably, he's going to, like, fall over or get knocked over. Here, we'll lean him up against the wall. He's kind of out of frame there. But it's okay. The broom is not the important part. He's not going to stay up. Um, There we go. But it was a great – okay, lie down, Mr. Broom. He keeps hitting me in the head if you're not watching on YouTube. Uh, He made his appearance. Yes, the sweep is awesome. A four-game sweep of the Mets when you need it is such a great feeling. And this is what you wanted to see from the Phillies, right? Have they struggled at points this year? Absolutely. Are there parts of this team that we still have questions about? 100%. But end of the day, when the chips were down and the Phillies needed a great series against a lesser opponent to go ahead and put themselves in great position to take the top wildcard seed, they went out and they did it. A walk-off from Alec Bohm in the series. Nick Castellanos, red hot still. If he's hot going into the postseason, that's an absolute huge thing for the Philadelphia Phillies and this team and what they can do. So that's all great stuff. I love to see that. I mean, just looking through some of the big takeaways from the series. Um, one we're going to get into later, Christopher Sanchez threw yesterday in a game that was pushed back to 6 p.m. due to some showers here in the Philadelphia area. It was a great performance by Sanchez. Struck out nine, uh, absolutely battled. I mean, the Mets are not that good. 
they just really are not. That's obvious by where they're at in the standings. And also they traded at the, they sold at the deadline. Like you knew coming in, they're not the toughest opponent, but it was a nice 5-2 win for the Phillies yesterday. 7-5 on Saturday, 5-4 on Friday, 5-4 on Thursday. And the Friday night game was the extra innings, boom, little blooper, walk off the score, Trey Turner. I mean, you played some tight games against the Mets, which I got the feeling through the first like two games, it's like, okay, 5-4, 5-4. The Phils win both, but there might be a portion of the fan base that's out there a little bit nervous about why are we playing this team that's not that good, this type. Uh, again, tough to win four games in a row against anybody in Major League Baseball. So the four-game sweep kind of puts that out of my mind. And the 7-5 to five and 5-2, to two, I mean, the Phils scored 5, 10, 15. Uh, what's 15 plus 7? 22? Yeah, I'm not a big math guy. 22 runs over four games against the Mets. I mean, if you're averaging – more than five runs a game, which is what they did over the New York Mets. The offense is cooking. That's a good, good sign for the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't care who's pitching for the other team. They're major league players. And if you can do that, that's huge for the confidence and the momentum going into October. That's great. Now, the Phillies have an off day today before they'll take on the Pittsburgh Pirates in three games at Citizens Bank Park, the last home regular season series of the year. First pitch of game one is tomorrow night, Tuesday night at 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to that pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. But before we move on to that, I just want to revel in a little bit of um, of the Mets losing and getting eliminated and getting swept. Like, I'm happy to see the Phillies do what they do. But I'm even happier that it's at the hands of the rival Mets. And the Mets have had a terrible season. Just insanely large payroll doesn't work out. Eliminated from playoff contention, they didn't take over Citizens Bank Park. In the past, they've had a lot of people come down. A lot of their fans will come down from New York and try and get tickets to Citizens Bank Park and try and take over the park. No, not this year. The fan base knows that team stinks. That team knows that team stinks. They have nothing to play for anymore. They just got four games swept at the hands of the Philadelphia Phillies, and I hope their golf game is better than their baseball game because they're going to be playing a lot of golf this offseason while the Philadelphia Phillies are focused on another red October. It feels great to eliminate the Mets. I can't not dance on the graves of my enemies. I mean, it was just a banner weekend for the Philadelphia Phillies and fan appreciation day was awesome. All that stuff was good. It, it was great to see. And something that uh, it was underrated coming into the weekend and after yesterday's performance, he's now become kind of a highlight of the weekend, but Orion Kirkring who started, started the season in uh, in single A ball ends up getting the call up to the major league roster. Guy can throw a hundred. The slider he throws is ridiculous. You saw it a bunch of times yesterday. He struck out two batters in the perfect inning. He worked against the New York Mets, uh, and it was just uh, it was beautiful to see his father out in the outfield in tears uh, watching his son pitch. It was amazing. A great outing for Orion Kirkring. And I had some people asking me, "Well, what does this mean for the Phillies' playoff bullpen? Does he stay with the team?" Does he stay up? Does he get innings in the postseason? We're going to get into this a little bit more with the Christopher Sanchez conversation I have coming up in the last segment, but I don't know yet. Here's the good thing, right? So he's a young kid, and he's just started his career at the major league level. He's gone through a rapid, rapid rise, and you see why. He's got great stuff, and the makeup looked good. But there's a difference between facing the Mets, who were already eliminated in a series that or in a game rather that you probably didn't need in a game that was five to two. And you're like, okay, we're chilling. Don't like not a high pressure spot. It is for him because it's his debut, but I'm just saying like, it's not a high pressure spot. It's not pitching against the Braves in the NLDS. Uh, it's not pitching in the world series. Like 
Some of the other guys on this roster have big-time experience compared to Kirkring. I mean, basically everybody else does. It's why we'll have the conversation about Christopher Sanchez later and how much do you trust young players going into the postseason. But the good thing for Kirkring is the Phillies, I'm going to talk about this in the next segment, uh, their work's not done, but if they do clinch early, they're going to set up their rotation. They're going to have some guys skipping starts, and they're going to get everything tuned up exactly where they want it to be so everyone's rested for the postseason. And that means we're going to see a good amount of Orion Kirk ring going forward, or at least we should. Like when they want to rest other guys, he's going to get opportunities in games that don't matter in the standings but matter to what you know about him. And if he looks this good, I'm not ready to make a call on him yet as to whether or not I'd give him the ball in a postseason situation. But if he looks this good through, I don't know, let's call it three or four more appearances, well then, yeah, I think if you have a situation where you're like up three or four on somebody, I, I would throw him out there. Very short leash, but give him the opportunity to show that stuff, to get his feet wet in the postseason, like a great experience for a young player who's been in a whirlwind lately. So, yes, yeah, so Ryan Kirkring, an interesting name to look at going forward, not just because it's a very, very cool name, but it's a very interesting name when it comes to how the landscape of the bullpen looks going into the postseason. If he can be really good, well, that's just another asset. And Michael Lorenzen uh, locked down the game yesterday in the ninth. I mean, I liked what I saw from him much better than his performance against Atlanta. Again, it is the Mets, but stuff's starting to come together for the Philadelphia Phillies. They're getting rolling at the right time. I don't care about the quality of opponent. Winning baseball games going into October is good for the momentum of October. So uh, I love to see that, and uh, we'll keep looking at it. But we've got work still to do. And by we, I mean the Philadelphia Phillies. Not a part of the team, obviously, but there's not any let up right now when it comes to what the Philadelphia Phillies are facing because I have something that I need to see them do, and it includes the series with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Rather, it's focused on the series with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, we'll discuss coming up, coming up next as we continue Locked on Phillies. First, though, I want to tell you about one of our newest sponsors. All right, DoorDash. They're absolutely great. Maybe you're uh, you're missing the syrup for your pancakes. I'm starting to wake up uh, now and actually be able to have breakfast because I haven't been doing the 4 a.m. shift over at the radio. And there's stuff that I think about all the time. Like, oh, I don't have that, but I don't feel like running out to get it. Maybe you ran out of coffee creamer. Uh, you don't have to go to the grocery store. You need something quick in the morning, DoorDash, you can get what you want right when you need it. They'll bring it right to your door. It's absolutely easy. I mean, you've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. There's thousands of grocery stores to choose from. You're going to find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy so you're helping out local business. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they're going to make it right. They, they guarantee it. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you pick them up yourself. It's easy to substitute stuff in right on the app and everything like that. They give you all the options you need. It's super easy. The interface is really easy. I've used DoorDash for a long time now. I love it. So go ahead and check them out. And you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Limited time offer. Terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20. Uh, no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONMLB. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONMLB for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, the Phillies, an off night tonight for the Eagles to have center stage and take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Monday night football. So we get to watch the birds while the Phillies get a chance to prepare for the Pirates. And game one of that series is Tuesday night, tomorrow night, 6.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time between the Pirates and the Phillies. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast of that game on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. NOLA will be on the mound versus Mitch Keller, another series where the Phillies 
you can go ahead and take care of business. Let me double check on this because I haven't seen this yet. I want to see if the uh, the Pirates have been eliminated from playoff contention. They have. So, unfortunately, the Phillies don't get the opportunity to eliminate two teams in a row from playoff contention. But, yes, the Pirates are out. They're not playing for anything. They're another team. They had a good start to the year, but one of those teams and just fell off. They're not quite there yet. Uh, better than they have been in the past, but not quite to the playoff contention level. So you got another series you should take care of. And here's what I'm looking at, right? As I look at the standings for the Philadelphia Phillies in the wild card, they're currently four and a half games up on the Arizona Diamondbacks. The magic number to clinch a postseason spot is one. Simple enough. The Phillies win tomorrow night. They're in. Now, the top wild card, a little bit more work needs to be done. They need some help from other teams to lose and lock everything up there. But the Phillies are in a really good spot. Basically, they need a win by them and a loss by the Diamondbacks and the Cubs at some point the rest of the year. So unless the Phillies go over and those teams go undefeated, the Phillies should be your top wild card spot. That's a good thing, but that's still a focus, right? You want to lock that down as quickly as possible. I've said in the past, uh, like last week, that I need the Philadelphia Phillies to lock in their playoff seating by the end of this series with the Pittsburgh Pirates because that gives them the three games against the New York Mets and an off day. So they'll have uh, October 3rd is the start of the NL wildcard series. So you'd have the second and off day. Then the 1st of October would be the final game against the Mets, just backlogging here. Uh, the 30th of September is game two against the Mets. The 29th coming up would be the start of that series. So you'll have that. But if you get it done before that Mets series, you'll have four days to set up your postseason rotation. That way you can have Zach Wheeler going game one. You can have whoever you want going game two. It'll probably be Aaron Nola. You'll have all that stuff squared away so everyone should be rested. Like I was talking about before, you'll probably see a good amount of guys like Orion Kirkering. Uh, Junior Marte might like get a look like there'll be some roster moves to try and get everything uh, set up that these guys can rest. But that's why the work isn't done yet. Right. It's nice to have swept the Mets. And it's nice to be sitting right on the doorstep. But the sooner you clinch, the sooner you can start resting, guys, the better prepared they're going to be for the wild card series. You don't want to have to be in a situation where you're fighting tooth and nail to the last day. And let's say for the Diamondbacks, for example, let's say Gallon throws on October 1st. Zach Gallon's got to throw because they need it to try and be the second wild card seed because they'd rather play the Phillies than the Brewers. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there. I don't know that they want the Phillies over the Brewers, but like you want to increase your seed. So let's say they do that. Well, the Gallon ain't throwing game one in the NLD or NL uh, wild card series. He's not doing it. Like so other teams and the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. So the Marlins are a game out of contention. The Cubs are in the final playoff spot. The Diamondbacks are a half game up on the Cubs. Like that could all shift around. Those teams are all still playing for something. The sooner you lock things down, the bigger advantage you have over those teams who are fighting for their lives still. And that's a great thing for the Philadelphia Phillies. So something to keep an eye on there. And that's why I need to see it with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Another thing, the Phillies are at 87 wins. They have six games remaining. I predicted before the season that the Phillies would win 91 baseball games this year. I don't know how much they're going to put focus on winning games after they clinch. Like, I don't know what those lineups will look like. They will be a lot of rest days for guys in there when they do clinch because they're going to clinch. The question is just how soon will they? When they clinch, there will be rest days. So I don't know if they'll get to 91, but if they can win four of the last six, which is realistic considering how bad the Mets are, where the Pirates are at right now in their season, two teams eliminated, uh, that would get me the second straight year. Last year, I predicted 87 on the dot. This year, 91. If they win 91 again, that'll be two straight years. I got the win total on the nose, which would be awesome. I don't see it realistic. 
Uh, I think they're going to win. Uh, eh, you know what? Maybe. It, it, it's more likely they don't. It's more likely they finish less than 91 wins, but uh, they have a look at it. So something selfishly that I'm looking at for myself. It could be a great end of the season for the Philadelphia Phillies and for my predictions, but that's the end of the regular season. They got to keep focusing on the postseason as well. And keep an eye out. Uh, we can now scoreboard watch a little bit. I talked about this on Friday's episode. We can scoreboard watch a little bit when it comes to who you want to play. If I'm looking at it, I still want the Cubs. I want the Chicago Cubs to come into Philadelphia and have to play these Philadelphia Phillies. That would be my ideal team that you play in the postseason. So uh, keeping an eye on that, they have a chance to jump the Diamondbacks, only a half game difference there. And I don't want the Marlins, even though Sandy Alcantara, done for the year. So that makes the Marlins a little bit more beatable but even that i just i still don't like the i really don't like the whole divisional familiarity between those teams that makes me uncomfortable by the way something else too in the injury front max freed or max freed sorry charlie morton was placed on the injured list uh for the braves which makes him ineligible for an nlds series he would not be able to pitch in the nlds because of where they put him on the injured list so that's something to look forward to the phil still got a clinch then they got to play the wild card series they got to win the wild card series and then we start worrying about atlanta but that's a blow for atlanta's chances uh in the nlds already as the phillies are healthy the braves starting to seem like they're not as healthy so that's a uh a benefit to the phillies you don't root for injury not doing that i'm just saying that him not being available makes the braves worse that's just fact of the matter so a lot of stuff to keep an eye on and a lot of things the Phillies still need to do in order to lock everything up. But they're in a really darn good spot right now. A really darn good spot. Coming up, we're going to talk about a guy who's put himself in an interesting spot in Christopher Sanchez. And this is going to be a continuing conversation until the postseason actually starts. What do you do with him? Does he start? Does he go to the pen? How do you handle one of the better starters for the Phillies this year? Despite the youth. We'll discuss as we wrap up Locked On Phillies. All right, let me tell you about my friends over at Sleeper. The MLB playoffs are right around the corner. There's only six games left for your Philadelphia Phillies. The clock's ticking on your chance to win 100 times your money. Uh, you got to try it. Fan Daily fantasy baseball, if you haven't tried it yet, I don't know what you've been waiting for all season, but there's still time. You only need to hit it once, and you can make a good amount of money here. So baseball has never been more exciting. There's a bunch of studs out there. Uh, Acuna's having an incredible year. Mookie Betts having an incredible year. Harper, uh, I tweeted over the weekend, he is the best person I've ever seen put on a Phillies uniform in my lifetime, and that includes some Hall of Famers. So, yeah, I absolutely love some of the players. It's very interesting, and you're going to want to pick things like their home run total, hits, strikeouts for games. And you pick the right one over under on those, you could win big, up to 100 times payout on sleeper. You can pick up the eight players, just set them all in a lineup, you get them all right, you win some money. It's super easy. You can pick two players. You can go ahead and put that together. It could just be Harper over in hits. Uh, I don't know, JT Ramuto over in hits. He's starting to heat up a little bit. Then you win and you make some money. It's a great way to do family, uh, daily fantasy baseball. Plus, use promo code Locked On and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Super easy interface, super quick to do it, and you can make a super amount of money. So check out our friends over at Sleeper. All right, one more time. I want to remind you, Phil's off night tonight. Go Birds. Uh, Monday night football, be focused on that, and then we'll get back to the Phillies tomorrow. But when they get back tomorrow, it's a 6.40 p.m. first pitch, Eastern Standard Time against the Pittsburgh Pirates. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies 
and you'll be able to pull that up there. Now, let me read you Christopher Sanchez's box score from this last game here uh, against the New York Mets. Seven innings of three hit ball, two runs, two earned, one walk. Sorry, 10 strikeouts. I misspoke earlier. I said nine. 10 strikeouts equaling his career high, which he had against the Braves just recently. I mean, Sanchez's numbers are insane this year. A 3-4-8 ERA, a 106 whip, 95 strikeouts. I mean, it just looks really, really good when you look at what he's done in the 2023 season. And he's going to end up going, well, he's at 98 in the third innings pitch. If he does have to pitch again, which he might not have to, depending on the clinching in the regular season. Uh, if he does pitch again, he'll go over 100 innings for the season. I mean, this is, it's not quite to the level of what Ranger Suarez did in his first 100 inning season where he had like a sub two ERA. But the 3-4-8 ERA in today's baseball, I mean, that's really, really darn good. And Sanchez has the makeup to be a postseason pitcher. Am I giving him the ball in a start? Well, Rob Thompson talked about this, and he talked about the bullpen. He also talked about starting and saying he, he would feel comfortable giving Sanchez the ball in a start. But saying you'd feel comfortable doing it and doing it is not the same thing. Like, you'll hear coaches talk all the time, managers talk all the time, uh, about a guy comes in. Uh, backing up someone for an injury, for example. Like, let's say someone gets hurt in the outfield and you have to play Christian Pache. And Rob Thompson is going to say, I feel comfortable with Pache out there. It doesn't mean he's your preferred option. You know what I mean? So him being comfortable with it doesn't mean he's going to do it. I'll tell you what. I think in a five-game series, Christopher Sanchez has to make a start for this team. He's forced my hand. I know he's young. I don't know how he reacts to the big moments like pitching in the postseason or a big series. If it's a five-game series against Atlanta and the NLDS, like I don't know how he reacts in that spot. But I think you got to live and die with the guy who's gotten you here, and he's been a big part of the reason why you've gotten here. So I feel really good about Christopher Sanchez. If he goes to the bullpen, I feel great about him in that role. And you could probably get multiple innings out of him out of the bullpen. Have two guys in Sanchez and Lorenzen that could give you like two, three innings out of the pen, maybe piggyback an Aaron Nola start if he gets in trouble. The more pitchers you have that are pitching well, the better for your team. But I do think in a five-game series, we're going to see Christopher Sanchez get the uh, ball. And in a seven-game series, if the Phillies get to that point, we all hope they do, he's definitely getting a start. So uh, that's where I stand on Christopher Sanchez. But it's it's very interesting to see how they'll employ him this postseason. A guy who's been very good starting but could be good out of the bullpen, where the team could use some help, and he's young. Do you trust him? A lot of factors. Rob Thompson seems to be coming around on the idea. I'm coming around on the idea. So shout out to Christopher Sanchez for an outstanding 2023 regular season. And hopefully it parlays into some playoff success in whatever role he has. But the Phillies are going great right now. That's all for today's episode of Lock on Phillies. But they could not be in a better spot. I love it. I'm very happy to see what they're doing. Night off tonight. Go ahead and enjoy the birds. And uh, please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that stuff. Lock on Phillies, part of the Lock on Podcast Network, your team every day. Tomorrow, we'll jump into the nuts and bolts of that series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll take a look around the league and see if anything interesting happened in the NL wildcard race. And uh, just keep you updated on the red-hot Philadelphia Phillies. We'll talk more on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.